welcome to this episode of Upcycling with Deb. In this podcast, we teach you how to take what you've got and make it better. I'm your host, Deb Colometta, and I can be reached on Instagram and Twitter at Deb Colometta, or you can find me on the website, thedebsite.com. And you can learn about me and my background. I teach classes at Northeastern University. I wrote a number one best-selling book called Best Offer, Best Life, which tells about how my family made thousands of dollars by purging our home and selling our excess and creating more space. So today we have a guest who is doing something kind of similar to what I did with uh, selling, um, selling things online, but she takes it from a different approach. Today, we welcome Amber from the Midwest. She's an expert on eBay. Thank you so much for being here, Amber. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. So um, yeah, you, you kind of approach it from a different angle where we took what we already had and started selling it, and it sounds like you kind of go out and look for things that you might be able to sell. So how did you get started with eBay selling? How did the, all of that unfold? Um, well, several years ago, my mother-in-law was selling items on eBay and she started out with flea markets and craft shows and things like that. And certain things that she would find, she would put on eBay. And I thought, my gosh, that's so much fun that she can find things and then make such a profit off of them. So I kind of started dabbling in it years ago. And here I am. And this is what I do now. I don't work outside of my home. I sell on eBay. And I also do crafts and craft shows and things like that. So now I have fun every day. <laughs> that is awesome. And it's, it's funny because one of the things I talk about in the book is that you're creating a lifestyle of comfort for your family. And for me, that means being able to have a flexible working schedule. I, I'm always working. I'm always doing something. And I think people look at me and say, wow, is she just home all day? Or, But I'm make, making lifestyle choices that make it so that I can... Um, do what I want to do, have that autonomy. So maybe, you know, you don't make a million dollars off it, but it's kind of an exciting way to um, get some cash and you can spend that, you know, for takeout food for your family or give yourself the night off from cooking or, you know, just kind of make your life a little bit easier. So um, it's, it's awesome that you were able to, to find that type of success on, on eBay as well. Yes. I'm very happy about <laughs> how things are going for me now. Good. So tell me, how do you pick things? How do you choose what you're going to sell on eBay? Well, we kind of say that I have an eye for things. When I go out and I'm looking at things, I just think to myself, that's interesting. Let me research that. And nine times out of 10, my instinct, my gut feeling about an item works. And I, I just say I have an eye for it. I will go to auctions and garage sales and just anywhere that you might find a good deal. That way I can make my best profit off of the item. It sounds like you almost do a sort of flipping. You know, you take yes. that. And, yeah. Yes. yes. Um, one particular item that I flipped 
was a um, about 12 inch uh, tabletop statue. And I bought it at a garage sale for a quarter and I repainted it. I never liked how it looked. And when I picked it out, I knew I was going to repaint it someday. So this last spring, I repainted it and I sold it on eBay for $65 plus shipping. So I had a quarter invested and a little bit of paint and my time to make it worth what I sold it for. And I had such a good profit off of that item. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that we, we were really, really surprised about selling that, you know. I painted it because I wanted to keep it. Yeah. And my husband said, oh, I think you should list that. That's pretty cool. And I listed it and I made so much profit off of the item. I never would have thought it would sell for $65. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because your, your husband brought up a point that I try to tell people. You, you can't sell it if you don't post it. So yeah. you might as well try to post it. And yeah. even if you put out there like a, a total reach number that you don't expect to get, you never know. Somebody might actually pay it. So in the meantime, if you're not like tied to, oh, I've got to sell this, I got to give a rock bottom price, you could just have the item on display in your house and yeah. take a picture of it. And if somebody buys it in six months, be like, yeah, great. If you want to pay $65 for this, terrific. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Just take, snap some pictures and post it online, whether through eBay or the online yard sales. That's like the embodiment of what I'm trying to tell people. You know, don't say, oh, well, I'd love to sell this piece of furniture. I'd love to sell this bureau. No, snap a picture and, and put it up there. And then you never know if somebody's going to you know, give you your reach price. Right. You never know what other people are looking for. Right. And there's always going to be someone who wants an item that you have. You just have to find them or they have to find you. That's right. So tell me a little bit more about the logistics of it. Do you find that it's expensive to, to ship through eBay or how does that work? Because I always found sometimes if I sell something on Amazon or eBay that it can get a little dicey with the shipping costs. It just depends on the item and the size and the weight. Um, I have shipped things that the shipping cost was $30, $40 because it was a large item and it was heavy and it was going far away. Mm -hmm. So kind of the rule of thumb, and I always ship um, through the post office. That's the easiest and most convenient for me because I'm in Ohio. So anything in Florida is a little bit more than other states north of Florida. But if you have small items, it's usually small light items, usually, you know, no problem. It's the large heavy items. So I try to stick to smaller, lightweight items so people can't afford them because no one wants to pay $20 to $50 in shipping for something, usually, unless it's a really rare, special thing. I've sold things, you know, that, that cost that much to ship, but that's not usually what I list. I mean, it just depends on the item. For eBay, 
do does the person see i purchased from ebay but do you reflect the cost of the shipping in your total price or does does the per, the person buying from you pay a separate line item for the shipping i i remember i sold some things through amazon and i as the seller paid 100 percent of the shipping costs and i tried to offset my price a little bit within reason to like offset it because I think Amazon gave me maybe five or ten dollars to ship something that really realistically cost me about twenty five dollars to ship I think or more. Um, so does does how does it work on eBay? Did they pay the shipping for your profile or do do you pay it and just up your price? It depends. You have the choice of having free shipping or flat rate shipping or a calculated price, and because you never know where something is going to be going, I 99% of the time do calculated because that way it's reflecting to them and showing them what the actual cost is going to be for them to go to their destination from mine. If something is really, really small, I will sometimes do free shipping. But it is hard to tell, you know, to offset the price. You know, you don't know what it's going to cost you most of the time to ship that item because the rates change and location and size and weight, it all is a factor. So when I list an item, I weigh it and I give myself a little bit of leeway for um, wrapping materials in the box and I measure the item to decide what size box I'm going to use. And I plug all that into my listing on eBay and eBay calculates it for the buyer. So they know this is what it will cost for you to purchase this item and have it shipped from this seller to you. That's so interesting because what the, I, I've sold a ton of stuff online and wrote a book about it. And this is all new to me for, for eBay. Um, I, so that's a great point that, you know, why would you get penalized for having a high price just because they live in Southern Florida or in Alaska or something. So I did not even know that was an option on eBay as a seller that you can give a few um, different options. So if you're selling something that's like, the size of you know the weight of a paper or something yeah you can eat that cost but yeah. you don't know how much it's going to cost so that's something i never even considered you don't know where you're shipping it to so that that would impact your price okay interesting i'm already learning from you amber <laughs> um have you ever had any mistakes that you'd like to share with us that so we don't duplicate those mistakes if we try to sell on ebay Yes, if you want to ship international, which obviously grows your customers immensely, you really want to be careful with the shipping costs and the size of the item, the weight and the package, because one little thing can throw that shipping cost $20 more. For me, if I want to ship something international, it is best to use a flat rate box or envelope because you know then that it's not going to change depending on where it's going, the weight or the size for international. And sometimes within the United States, if you're shipping um, continental US or even Alaska or Hawaii, it can make a difference. If, if you have a small really heavy item put that in a flat rate box because it will save you twenty dollars sometimes 
this could be a game changer for people who want to jump into eBay like me. And I've just been kind of afraid to explore it more because I have had some issues with shipping before. And so it kind of, it, it made me revert to just doing the online yard sales where it's, you meet people in person and you don't go to the post office. I don't know if how it is where you are, but I feel like every time I go to the post office, it's like an hour production. So, um, and time is valuable too. So do you take advantage of like a pickup? Does your mail carrier pick up your packages? Do you go to the post office? How do you do that to be time conscious? Uh, I found out just recently from my actual mail carrier, she said, if you have something, leave a note in the mailbox and say, hey, I've got a package for you to pick up. I print my labels through eBay on my computer and my printer and then attach them to the packages. They're already ready to go when I go to the post office to just drop off. So if I have something small enough, I'll just put it in the mailbox and raise the flag. So she doesn't even have to come up to the door and waste her time because <laughs> time to all of us is money. I saw an advertisement in a local, um, we have FedEx stores. I don't know if they have them where you are. Um, and they were, they were promoting a service where you take a high-end item, like if you have a designer pocketbook or shoes or something, if it's in excellent condition, and you literally just go to the FedEx store and you give it to them and they will package it up and they send it to some centralized warehouse and they take care of selling it on eBay. Have you ever tried that? Because I've kind of been curious about it. I have some pieces that I might want to try to sell like that, that I'm not like emotionally attached to if they did get lost, but I've heard that they send it back to you for free as well. So it's kind of like another instance of what do you get to lose to post it? So I didn't know if you had heard of that or if you had ever tried it. I have heard of that, but I have not tried it because I am so picky and meticulous when I'm wrapping an item. For instance, I purchased a Hummel for my mother-in-law for Christmas this year, and it came last week. It was on the doorstep, and as soon as I picked up that box, I felt it shift, mm. and, I, and it came from Oregon. So it went all the way from Oregon to Ohio, shifting, obviously. And I opened it up and thankfully it was not broken, but I wrapped that up better to wrap as a present than my seller for this item that I bought wrapped it to ship it almost across the whole United States. So I'm too scared that someone won't wrap it as well as I want it wrapped because I want everything to arrive undamaged in great condition I want to make every seller happy and I sometimes overwrap. So that that's why I haven't tried that service yet. That that's such a great point. Um, and I feel like even with, with handbags, if you sound, send like a leather handbag, that could make a big difference. If they have a big scratch on the front of it, they yeah. either might not buy it or it'll come back to you kind of beat up and yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll try it and I'll report back to you and oh, sounds great. <laughs> Not everybody has your standard of shipping. I remember I bought something on Etsy and it was a, a crafted item and someone had wrapped it very tightly, but in newspaper. And so when I got it, unfortunately it had newspaper print and I paid a fortune for this little item. Um, and so that's, that's a great point I didn't even think of was that, you know, you want to kind of have a little control about how your items wrap. So someone wants to get started selling on eBay. What are your, what are your tips? How do they get started? Well, personally, I think if you are 
phone or tablet savvy, using the app is so much easier and less complicated than trying to do it on a computer. Ah. So actually less steps, less things you have to check, so less likely to make a mistake. The first thing I would do is if you have an item and you, you want to sell it, look it up. I look everything up. I research everything and I have a price limit. If I can't make a certain amount for my time and effort to list this item, then I don't list it. You have a whole basket of things that you look up and you decide, oh, this might be great and someone might want this. And just keep everything simplified. I feel like too much information in a title can restrict the search. Oh. Because, you know, if, you, if you're if you putting it's this and this and this and this, well, two of those words might keep your item from popping up in a search. Less is more with titles. You can always add all that in your description. It's used. So if it's not in a used condition that I would purchase, I don't sell it. I don't want anything to go to someone and them not be happy. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to receive an item in good quality condition. Mm -hmm. So less is more, good items, good prices. And I always try to make my item be the cheapest. I'm always gonna to try to give the best deal to someone because I like deals, so I give deals. <laughs> That's such a great, another great point because I know if I'm looking on eBay or even Amazon, if it's something where they say, oh, it's a, you know, a third party seller, even if it's a few pennies, I might say, oh, well, why would I pay 50 cents more to, for this particular right. book or something? Um, I go to the, I just sort it by price and I pick the lowest one, even if it's by a little bit. How do you handle feedback or reviews? Do you get reviews? Do you, have you ever gotten like a negative review that came from nowhere and you're like, I don't know how to, I don't know why this person gave me a negative review or how do you handle reviews? Um, I have 100% feedback and I have, I've never received a negative or a bad review on eBay. It doesn't because, surprise me. <laughs> well, and my mother-in-law was here this morning and she said, I'm really surprised that you haven't received one. And I said, well, it's because I don't list anything that I think iffy. I overwrap items mm -hmm. so they don't break. I am allowed 12 pictures and I take 12 pictures mm -hmm. of every item with clear, bright, focused, every angle of this item so they can really see what they're getting because a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> Amber, I feel like we are selling soul sisters because um, that's exactly how I feel. I, I don't give like a money back guarantee, but I've never been contacted by someone to return an item that I've sold. And I feel like I try to put my whole heart and soul into it. So people know I'm not trying to scam anybody. Um, and you know, it, things are sold at yard sales as is. So I don't think people typically expect a guarantee, but I don't want any, I don't want to make any trouble for people. And I don't want that out there. Somebody else would be just as happy to have it. So I haven't had anything returned, but I feel the same way that I stand behind what I'm selling. I also, I mean, in my book, I wrote about how 
pretend like you're selling it to a, a friend. You're selling to your circle of friends or your neighbors. So you're probably going to run into this person at the grocery store, especially right. Facebook. Um, so you want to make sure that it's in perfect condition or very good condition that you can yeah. see in behind the quality or that you've disclosed if there is a small issue that you've set that up front. Um, and I love that you were saying, you know, be descriptive, take good pictures. These are all chapters in the book. So <laughs> I feel like maybe we, on the next book, we'll co-author. Um, this, those are the same things. Facebook, you can take as many pictures as you want. You're saying you get 12 pictures, take 12 pictures. It's right. free, it's the same uh, cost. And you don't know that might drive someone to your product over another product because right. they see full transparency. You have disclosed from every angle what the thing looks like. And it also sends that subconscious message. This person took the time to snap a few extra pictures. Exactly. And I think that goes a long way in establishing trust and getting people to follow you as a seller. Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Yes, some items, people will use stock photos. And I don't like buying items with stock photos. I want to actually see the item I am purchasing. So that's, that's another thing. I don't ever use stock photos. And I try to zoom in on certain spots that, you know, I'll sell old books. And if the old book does have a rip, I try to zoom in so you can see that there is a rip, you know, or something, you know, if there's any kind of imperfection, show it because that's important because people still want things that might not be perfect, but you need to let them know it's not perfect. Oh my God. Are you reading from my book? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I say. I'm always shocked that I'll take a picture of uh, a rip or a scratch and I'll say, this is, you know, on the item and, you know, if it's a piece of furniture and people still say, no, that would happen in my house anyway, the first day I owned it. So no problem. But you, there is a problem if you don't disclose it. So why hide it? And some people have the talent that I don't have where they might be able to refinish a piece or put a little love into it that I, I mean, to me, it, it looks like a, if I refinished a piece of furniture, it would look like a kindergartner did it. But there are people out there who appreciate well-made furniture and they clean it up and they, you know, giving it, give it a loving new home. And that's what it's all about. I mean, this is, you are, I am, this is the new form of, of recycling. This is environmentalism and recycling and helping your neighbor at its best because you're taking something and transforming it and keeping it from going into a landfill. Far from it. I love that. And I even, I'll make crafts from things that I pick up and don't use. Um, I did my craft show last Saturday and I made wreaths and I'd never made any before, but every single one I took from completely recycled items I had like repainting the statue the statue was great before but way better after it got a little spruced up that's exactly right and that's a a nice segue for <laughs> into the closing of this show where it's upcycling with Deb Amber that's exactly what you did with those the items you were describing in that statue you upcycled it you took it you made it better so tell me how do people take a look at your your shop online can you give your details when you go to eBay in the search um, on the app you can actually type in my username and it'll give a little drop down and say the I the seller name and seller and I have printed up my 
seller name for anyone. <laughs> it's easier to show than say, <laughs> but it is Barry128-2004. And I always have items up and sometimes I have almost 300 items at a time. And I'm constantly listing and I constantly get things that are interesting and different. Well, excellent. I am definitely going right to your shop after this. <laughs> um, and I will put the contact information in the show notes for people who listen to the podcast. So you people can just copy and paste that. And I'll also put it on the screen for anybody who's watching this on TV. So Sounds great. Amber, this has been fascinating. I, you know, thought I was an expert on all things selling online and you really taught me some new tips and tricks that I had no idea about. So thank you so much for sharing your selling secrets and I wish you so much continued success. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again to Amber. Thank you to Stoneham TV for hosting us. And my name is Deb Colometta. Again, you can reach me at Deb Colometta on Twitter and Instagram. Also, please, for free, subscribe to this podcast. Um, you just have to go to your podcast provider, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud, and just subscribe. You'll get the free episodes downloaded automatically to your device. And, um, and it helps me out also as a podcaster to get more subscribers. And of course, it is free because everyone knows I love a bargain. So check out my number one best-selling book on Amazon, Best Offer, Best Life. You can find more details about that on the website, thedebsite.com. Thank you again to the listeners for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time. And we'll be back next time with more tips, tricks, and hacks on how you can start upcycling to live your best life. Thank you.